Um, I'm not going to talk about, I just gave it to you, but I gave you scriptures what to pray for your children. We all need it. This is the foundation of everything, is praying for our children. So I'm not going to go over this. I'm just going to tell you. It's the size, and I didn't have time to retype it. Someone gave this to me years ago, and I kept it in my Bible, which was a good place. Um, so I would remember and um, do it. So keep that with you. All right. Then the um, diagram looking paper, you can set that one aside. We're going to do that one at the end. What we're going to start with is the white paper. Yes. All right. Let me pray before we start. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for providing for us everything that we need as parents, God, to overcome the challenges that the world throws against us. Help us tonight, God, to understand our children, Lord, and the differences that you have, have made in each one of them, Lord. We know, God, that you formed each one of us. God, you knew us when we were still in the womb, God, and we are who we are all because of you, God. We are your masterpiece, and I thank you, God, that our children, Lord, belong to you. Father, hey, help us to be good stewards, Lord, of them in the time while they're in our homes and under our care. And we just thank you, Father. Open up our hearts to hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so if you've been here from the beginning, I don't have time to do a full review, but we talked the first week about parenting on purpose and our four purposes as a parent. We were to be the image bearer of God, okay, to show our children what God looked like on the earth. We were to be the doorkeepers of our home, that to not allow things in that were not of him. The third thing, we were to be the forerunner of the child. We were to go in front and say, follow me as I follow Christ. And then the fourth thing was we were to equip our children for the reality that they're going to face when they grow up. And there was a couple of things, responsibility, consequences, authority, and the realm of the spirit. And have y'all been dealing with a little of the spiritual realm since you started this? The devil's tried to come after you and your children? Yes. Stand strong. Okay? Stand strong. We have authority in the name of Jesus. We don't have to be afraid of him, but we must be aware. Right? All right, so that was the first week. Then the second week, we talked about reality discipline. We talked about the different kinds of parents. Have y'all been trying to be the right kind of parent? Not too authoritarian where you are Miss Hardnose or Mr. Hardline. There's never any grace or not too permissive, okay, where they can do anything they want and get away with it. But we're to be right in the middle and be an authoritative parent, and we talked about um, discipline and how we must teach our children to make choices. And we start when they're small with small consequences. Every choice has a consequence. We all know that as adults. Everything in our life, if we look back on the timeline of our life, has a consequence. Every choice we made, whether that choice was a really good one when we accepted Jesus or sometimes we have some really bad choices in relationships and decisions we've made, and we all have consequences with those. So we want our children to begin from the time they are little to grow and realize about there's consequences attached to their choices. And so um, we want to, what's the most important job of a parent? 
to right bring our children to Christ lead them to Christ that is number one above anything else is leading our children to Christ now there's a lot of little things we want for them along the way you know and especially when they're really young you have a lot of high hopes and dreams and things you want them to do but I will tell you as a parent of grown children I don't care what happens they need to be following Christ that's number one right that's our number one job. And then last week, we talked about the actual how-tos, about that discipline is love. That if we love our children, we are careful to discipline them, right? So love and being careful, those were the, the key words. And if we don't do anything, we just fall right into whatever our parents did, right? If, we're not, if we don't renew our minds to the Word of God. Um, love needs to be the motive of our discipline, and then I showed you lots of different scriptures. And what was our tool that the Bible talks about? The only thing the Bible talks about using for discipline with children is the rod. Yeah. And Kara has them over there. They are for sale. Um, if you did not get one, $5 and $7 to have that tool. Why do we use a rod? Number one, it's the only thing scripture talks about. Number two, it's not used for any other purpose. Like your hand, like your belt like the fly swatter, your sandal. We talked about all those different things last week. That And those kind of things, that's what we do when we're in anger. We reach for whatever's the closest and grab it. And, and again, we're not supposed to discipline our children in anger. That was one of our rules is don't discipline when you're angry. And we discipline because we want to be obedient to God's word, right? He said it. We went over all those scriptures. If you did not get that, I've got notes over there. Unfortunately, it did not record last week. I know. I'll, if anybody wants to come, I would reteach it and be an audience. Would anybody be interested in doing that? I can't do it next Wednesday. Aloha, I know, wasn't here. Milton wasn't here. Anybody else not here? Darren? Okay. I would do that if we can figure out a time. Would you all write those names down for me? Um, Aloha, Darren? Milton and Isaac. Anybody else? Cynthia? Yes? Or you want to hear it again? I would do that. I'll just have to figure out a time. But I would teach it again so it can be on the podcast and you can have it. And we'll probably sell this as a series as well. So when you discipline, be in control. Deal with the disobedience as quickly as possible, especially the younger their age. The parent who sees it does what? Deals with it, right. Don't put it off on your spouse. Um, don't hurt their self-esteem. Um, be consistent and be rep repetitive. Um, only discipline for direct rebellion to what? To your words, what you tell them. If they don't know it's wrong, you don't discipline them for it the first time. You tell them it's wrong. I don't want you to do that, sweetie. This is why. And then if they don't obey your words, then you take the actions of disciplining them. And then we went over the whole practical application. Did anybody get any practice this week on that? Yes. How'd that go over for you? Well, good. Which again, remember, it's divine discipline. It is doing it because God said to, and then we'll get the right results. Because he said, what? goes out of their hearts when we discipline them with the rod. What leaves? Foolishness leaves. And what comes in? Wisdom. That divine, it's like that divine switching. Foolishness goes out. Wisdom comes in. 
And again, it, some of you, you've gone this path for a long time, and it may be like turning the Titanic, okay? <laughs> you may not see change for a while, but you will because you're doing the Word of God. We're going to talk today about differences in children. I will tell you, and I've mentioned it before, I had a very strong-willed child, and I had one that was a lot more um, naturally uh, obedient, that didn't mean that I didn't discipline them the same. The principles are the same. But with my daughter, who was the strong-willed, it took four years until I really saw a difference in her. And I'm telling you, I would cry at night. And I would say, God, your word says that if I discipline her with the rod, foolishness will leave, wisdom will come in. And I used to pray these words. This was what was so cool. Uh, Stormy and I at night, we would pray over Amanda and we would say, Father, we pray that she would be a blessing to everyone she's around. At that point, up until she was a little over four, she was not so much of a blessing. Now, I will go back and tell you, back in the early 80s, the church we were in, there we did get this training, but also almost all the little girls were really sweet and quiet and very compliant. And literally, they thought she was like the wild child. And um, it, it, again, so we, we were like, what is going on? And they didn't even, some of them didn't even discipline like they were supposed to. So I literally was holding on to God and saying, your word says, and I'm believing. And I will tell you, we, at four, we started to see a huge change in her life. And as she grew up, people would quote those words to us. It was the weirdest things. I remember we were at a basketball tournament, and these people came up, and they said, that Amanda, she's just so pleasant to be around. And I was like, wow, God is faithful. He is faithful to his word. So don't give up, parents, okay? You start doing the word of God. It's like healing. Sometimes we abuse our bodies for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden we have some kind of sickness, and then we're like, oh, gosh, God, we need you to work. And he does begin to work, but we have to change our lifestyle, right? We have to begin this change in our lives. And I believe God is working instantly. But sometimes because we haven't done everything, we've put things into place, and it may take a little bit to train the kids as to what we're going to do. What is it? Your consistency, okay, and your repetitiveness. And pretty soon, they'll get used to, this is how mom and daddy are going to do things. All right. Differences in children. Our key scripture, Proverbs 22, 6, that we have gone over from the beginning, train up a child in the way he should go. Now, this is from the Amplified. I haven't given this to you before. It's a little bit different. It says, and in keeping with his individual gift or bent, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's really cool. In their individual bent, okay? And we're going to talk about that. Notice we are not to train them in the way we feel they should go. Rather, we are to train our children in the way God has created them with their individual gift or bent. The word bent here means their natural inclination or their tendencies or their personality. How many of y'all have more than one child? Raise your hand. How many of you have more than two? How many of you have more than three? Everyone is different, right? 
They're all different. You never have a child that is just exactly the same. Especially, I mean, I look, you guys have three boys. You guys have three boys. I mean, you would think even having three boys, and, and I know they're pretty close in age, that they would be pretty, you know, alike, but they're not. They're very different, okay? And so that's, that's what God does, is he, he says that we're to train them in the natural way that they are to go. Now, I'm going to preface all this. What we learned last week does not change. If they are willfully disobedient to your voice, they need to be disciplined with the rod. None of what we're going to say tonight is going to change that. We always consistently, repetitively deal with willful discipline. And your consistency is what will cause that change to happen faster. But children do have that individual personality that we deal with them a little different, okay? If you want to have a meaningful relationship with your children, you must understand who they are as God designed them. He's the one that designed them. You have to lay aside what you want your children to become and spend time getting to know who they are right now. Have you ever known somebody and maybe the dad wanted this son to be like the, the big athlete and the son didn't have any athleticism in him at all, didn't have any competitiveness in him at all, or the mom wanted the daughter to be this concert pianist, you know, or, and play the piano, and the daughter was a tomboy. Many of you may have been like that. And, you know, we can't, it's not our dreams for our kids. It's we have to find out, how did God make my child? What are the plans he has for them, all right? You must adapt your parenting to meet the individual needs of your children. On one hand, you're to direct and shape them as they grow up. But on the other hand, you're to provide the home environment and encouragement that allow their natural uh, bents to develop, their natural ways. Okay? This is what I want to tell you. You've heard Jesus taught with a lot of parables, right? Pastor Stormy taught us about the parable of the sower, and we had the four different kinds there. This is the parable of parenting. Every one of you are given a seed. Which really, if you go back, that's what a child starts with, is a seed. And when that seed is planted, we don't know what kind of, of plant that's going to grow up to be. But every seed starts the same way. Then the seed, it breaks through the ground just like a child is born. And again, most babies are fairly similar. They're in a pretty similar weight range. And um, they look pretty much I mean, again, there's some variations in coloring, but they look pretty close. But as those children begin to grow, just like a, a plant, when it comes out of the ground, you could have planted two seeds that looked alike. But as it starts to come through the ground, it starts looking different. Now, you do the same things. You cultivate it. You water it. It needs sunlight. It needs carbon dioxide, all those things. You give it the same things. But that plant begins to grow and look different. If you plant watermelon and if you plant corn, it's going to look completely different as it starts to grow, just like our children. We don't know what they are, what their personality, what this bent is going to be when they're first born. And some of you have young enough children now that it may be a little hard to determine. But trust me, you will begin to see. 
but you need to give them the godly things that they need. They need discipline. They need love. They need acceptance. They need belonging. That's like the, the sunlight, and that's like the water that we give to those plants to cause them to grow. But you know what? If we have corn, we take care of it a little bit different, don't we, than if we have our watermelon over here. It takes a little bit different in how we tend to it. That's the parable of parenting. That's how we raise our children. The key for parents is to discover and cultivate the uniqueness of each child. The uniqueness of each child. And for them to develop and be healthy, you must value their individuality. Individual, that's a long word. Oh, no, you're having, not having to do it. Value. Their individuality. Everyone is going to be different. Understanding your child's personal style is only half the challenge of parenting, though. You must also learn how God has designed you. Because until we understand ourselves and how, what our tendencies are, it's a little hard to be determining it from them. Knowing who you are and how you feel about yourself plays an important part in how you interact with your children. Parenting on purpose takes into account both how God has designed you and how he has designed your children and adjusting your parenting to meet the needs of each of your children. Okay? Parenting on purpose. I'm hurrying because I got a lot. Parenting on purpose takes into account both how God designed you and how he has designed your children and adjusting your parenting to meet the needs of each of your children. Adjusting, being flexible. That's always good. I'm telling you, every day in my life I have to learn that because if I have my choice, I would like my lists and everything in order. Hardly ever happens that way. Hardly ever. When we deal with people, hardly ever is going to happen. Samantha, quit laughing at me. <laughs> All right. If you do not know your child, you cannot understand your child. If you do not understand your child, you cannot communicate love to your child. We have to know them to understand them. And then when we un if we don't understand them, how could we ever communicate love to them? That sense of belonging. I love you for who you are. When we accept our children for who they are, we set them free to become the men and women God intended them to be. Isn't that good news? All right. Y'all pray that this works. I have a little short video that because what we're going to do in the short remaining time is I am going to give y'all a flash lesson in personality styles. Okay. There's a video that's going to explain. There's four different personality styles. Many, how many of you have heard? Uh, I did a teaching on the DISC a couple of years ago. Most of you have not. All right. So this is going to explain some of it. Like I said, pray, pray, pray. And why? Well, it's playing on my computer, but it's not. It's, I'm just going to have to do this. It's not connecting.
You want to? Can you all even see it or hear it? A little bit? Okay. I'm going to let her hold that and I'm going to get ready. Try it. Come, this is a Mac. Anybody else know? Anybody else technological? Aloha. Hmm. Okay. All right. We're just going to stop. And I'll I'll explain it. Okay. I don't know why. Minor detail in life. So, all right. You, now you need your paper that has the this one. And I will tell y'all, I've had a little bit of a crazy day, and I did not get this up on a screen. So we're going to do our best to get y'all to fill it in. All right. There are four, the four types of personalities, the D, the I, the C, and the S. And hopefully when we finish this, you're going to understand a little bit more about your children and about you. Okay, we're going to start in the D segment. Okay, so the top right or top left hand. Only 3% of the population are Ds. Okay, some describing words of a D is dominant, Direct, decisive. They're all D words. They're, I always picture a D person like this. It's like they are, you make a decision or they're going to make it for you. Okay? They can't stand when there's not a decision made. And so you know them in the, uh, in the room because they're the ones like, let's get the show on the road. Let's quit waiting around. So only 3%. Did y'all write that number in? All right. Um, they love to be in charge. Write that on the arrow. They love to be in charge. Write that on your arrow. If you've ever studied any of the other personality um, models, if you've ever heard, this one would be called choleric. C-H-O-L. You don't have to write it down if you don't want, but it's C-H-O-L-E-R-I-C. Choleric. Or if you've looked at the animals, sometimes they describe them in, as animals. It would be the lion. Okay, they are bold. You can write these words. Just write all these words there in your left-hand quadrant of that. Bold, bossy, quick, decisive, takes charge, aggressive, controlling. They're an instinctive leader. You don't have to teach them how to lead. But their greatest fear, this is a big thing to write. Write it um, in this part. I know mine is little. Up above the top of your uh, arrow, write their greatest fear of a D, being taken advantage of. Greatest fear is being taken advantage of. Okay, then we're going to move to the I, and we'll come back and talk a little bit about each of these. I want you to get the main facts. 
11% of the population are I personalities. And I have those three words. They are influencing, interactive, interested in people. Here's some other words. Write this below your arrow. Fun-loving, enthusiastic, emotional, disorganized, not detail-oriented, good communicator, and involved with others. Not detail-oriented, good communicator, involved with others. On top of your arrow, write loves people. Loves people. And then the greatest fear of the I, rejection. All right, ready to move? We're going to go right below that to the S, okay? Um, on your arrow, right below your arrow, write loves security. Then above your arrow, write these words. Good listener. Team player. Predictable. Loyal, sympathetic, S-Y-M-P-A-T-H-E-T-I-C, sympathetic, and resists change. <laughs> Greatest fear, loss of security. Loss of security. And the number of our stable, steady, secure S people, this is our largest group, 69% of the population. Caught up? There you go, last one, the C, and then we'll stop and talk about these. The C, correct, compliant, controlled. What's the number? Because <laughs> you're a C, I knew you'd know that. You'd already calculated it all, 17%. <laughs> I knew I'd have one in here. 17%. Okay, on your arrow, what does a C love? Systems. Loves systems. Here's some of the describing words. Accurate. Put this above your arrow. Accurate. Analytical. Perfectionistic. Now, oh, this one's really hard to spell. Conscientious. Conscientious. C O N S C I E N T I O U.S., conscientious, they pay attention to things, careful, 
precise, and thorough. And I didn't give you the other names. Okay, on the C, if you hear of the other personalities, this one would be called the melancholy. M-E-L-A-N-C-H-O-L-Y. Melancholy. And if you did the animal system, this one would be the beaver. And I've, I'll tell you for the S, <clears throat> this would also be called under the S a phlegmatic, P-H-L-E-G-M-A-T-I-C, phlegmatic. And for the animal, our faithful, loyal golden retriever. And then for the I, the other name for them in the other personality system, sanguine, S-A-N-G-U-I-N-E, sanguine. And for the animal, the fun otter that loves to be the center of attention. So these are the four personality styles. Now, I will tell you, your children, just as well as you, are a blend of, of probably two of these, maybe three, but most likely two of these, okay? If you, most likely, what are most of your children going to be? What personality style? They're going to have S in them, which is, oh, sorry, greatest fear of the C, Oh, criticism. Ah, yes, thank you. Greatest fear of the sea is criticism. So most of your children are probably going to fall into this S category. Probably not when they're two, okay? Because when they're two, they're asserting their will and trying to tell you no and figure out who they are. But the older your kids get, the more you're going to see them fall into each of these categories. And sometimes you may look and think, I'm not sure what they are. Ask a good friend. Ask uh, someone that's around them. Say, what do you see in my children? Now, they would have to understand, understand these personality styles. But here's the deal. If you'll understand it, it's going to help you so much. If you have a child who is an I personality, okay, look at your eye, and you wonder, why do all they want to do is talk? Why do they talk so much? Could you please be quiet? And you turn the radio up higher. And when they get in the car from school or get off the bus, they're like, Mom, let me tell you what happened at school today. And they go on. It's not this much. It's every detail and everybody on the playground and what happened. And your, your ear turns limp, okay? <laughs> but if you're telling them, be quiet, why do you talk so much? Now, I, there's a balance, okay? They shouldn't be dominating and not letting anybody else talk. But if they're that I personality, that's how God made them. And if, you know, they like walk into the room and they're like, yay, the party can start because I'm here, okay? You're, you're like, especially if you're a real quiet personality, you're like, what? Don't do that. Go in your room and read a book. They hate books because they need people. They need to talk to people. Okay, understanding that 
will help you to develop and cultivate that child. If you have a child who's an S, they're just going to be happy to be there. Probably not going to be real um, motivated to make a 100% on all their assignments. The, 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 uh, I always say the saying of an S is it's good enough. Everything's good enough. It'll be fine because they don't worry about a whole lot of things. Thank the Lord because the rest of us who are pretty high, strong, and emotional, uh, things we would be in a lot of world wars, okay? But the S's, everything, they just like everything to go normal. And in fact, if they're brothers and sisters, they probably say, why can't we all just get along? Let's just all get along and have peace. They're peace-loving, okay? If you have a, a child who's a C, oh my goodness, if you are messy yourself, they're probably going to be following behind you the older they get and organizing and cleaning up. Um, my little granddaughter, when I would take her to Walmart with me, um, we'd be going down the aisle and she would walk down the aisle and she'd start straightening things at Walmart on the aisle. We get to the checkout stand and, you know, we're waiting in line and they have all the assortment of, you know, everything they want you to pick up there at the last minute. And Taylee is straightening everything on there putting it in its place. Did I ask her to do that? No. It's something within her. My sister-in-law would fall into the I category. She is an off-the-chart I. She just loves people and parties. She's very disorganized. She's gotten better because of her husband. But when before we would go back to South Carolina and visit them, she would pay her youngest daughter, who was the C personality, very organized, she would pay her to go and organize the kitchen before we got there because she wanted to make a good impression. But see, she understood that is a, a strength of hers, all right? If you have a child who's a D, God bless you. Because... They are strong-willed, but it's for a purpose. I will tell you, if you have not, they all appear like they're D's when they're two, okay? But remember, what's the percentage? 3%. Only 3% are going to end up with that D personality. Now, like I said, every child when they're young tries to exert their will, and it's, it's that who's going to win out. You be the authoritative parent. But as they grow, especially when they get in school, you will see. You will see if they're that natural leader. If they walk out on the playground and they're like, we're playing this game today. And they take charge and they start organizing. Here, you're going to be on this team. You get over here. You get over here. And here's the rules. We're going to go by the rules. Here they are right here. And they are taking charge. Okay? They're decisive that you don't have to wonder what they're thinking because they tell you, okay? But again, only 3% of the population are Ds because really you would kill each other if you had more than that. If you are a D parent, you're going to have to be careful because you can really wound your, your, other, your children that are eyes. S's or C's, especially S's and C's. You have to tone yourself down. Does anybody in here think that they fall into the D category? You know you are. Okay. Okay. 
I will tell you, uh, that's my number one personality. I have to literally tell myself, tone down. When I was a teacher, man, there, there was... Uh, one time I had this fifth period class right after lunch at the high school, and they were rowdy. I had like 32 kids. It was not good news. So I went in that first week, and I was going to be in control, and I was going to be in charge. And this one little girl, sweet little probably S personality girl, she said something trying to be funny, not really, I mean, not realizing. And, man, I came down hard on her. Because I was a D, and I was decisive, and I was going to take control. And I turned around to my desk and looked back, and she's bawling, crying. I hurt her feelings. Because, again, if you're a D, you can come off very brash. You can come off very uncaring, very hurtful. And you must, literally, because you're probably not going to have a D child, because there's so few you're going to have probably one of these other personality styles. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's where we get into trouble is when we start expecting our kids to be something that they're not and fit into this mold. And then your children never feel like they can, they can please you. They feel like this is what she wants and I'm never going to own up to that. I'm never going to match up to this, what they want. Some of us may have done that. Our parents may have treated us like that, that we felt like we were never good enough because this is what they wanted and we couldn't be that. Because see, I will tell you, I didn't want to be a D. It's not real popular as a woman to be a D. Let me just give you that. And then as a pastor, it's not real popular for the wife to be a D. You're supposed to be quiet and sit on the front pew and not, you know, not open your mouth. That's a little hard for me. I am quiet when I need to be, and I am submissive to my husband, but it took me a long time to realize God made me this way, and when I walk in how he's made me, then I walk in freedom, and I'm a blessing, not only to myself and to God, I'm a blessing to my husband, I'm a blessing to everyone that I'm around. And it's the same with your children. We want to help them. We want to cultivate them, give them what that personality style needs so that they grow up healthy. So if you have a C child, okay, what do they love? What does a C personality love? Systems. So you know what? They need a system. They love to get in their closet and organize their shoes. Or you'll walk in one day and they will have all the baby dolls lined up and they may be color coordinated. Okay? They may want to take their clothing, um, especially if you're a messy mama or daddy and you do the laundry, they may refold everything and put it neatly in their drawers. That's okay. Celebrate that in them. What's their greatest fear? Greatest fear of a C? Criticism. So when they've done something and put their heart and soul into this system and organizing it and making it perfect, if you come in and say, that is terrible, you're going to wound them. You, you have to be very careful. Now, on here, I want to show you. See the, the middle two arrows? Okay? The D and the I, it says those are active. They are product-oriented, and they are people-oriented, okay? The two personality styles at the top. 
So if you have a D or an I child, they're going to naturally move faster. Okay, they're going to be more active. They're probably not going to be, you know, you're going to be like, they're either on or they're asleep. They're running or they're asleep. Okay, if you have a D or I child. If you go down, follow that same arrow down, passive, okay, they're more process-oriented, the S and the C. They're not so much people-oriented, okay, and their, their motor runs a little slower, not their mind. And don't treat them like they're not as smart. It's like people you know, they may not say anything, but they're thinking. That doesn't mean nothing's going on up here. They just may not be able to communicate it as quickly as what the D or the I do. Because a D or a I, they're really good with words. They're pretty verbal. The personality styles on the bottom, the S and the C, they're not going to have an instant response. If you have a child that's a C, if you go to them and say, I need you to do this and why did it? And if you, they're, they're going to shut down emotionally and there's going to be a wall built between you you've got to give them time to think they have to be able to process through and analyze one thing you want to do as parents if you can figure this out and i'm going to do a teaching pastor stormy and i were talking about probably later on in the summer maybe july or august i'll do a full teaching of this in the main because if you can get to where you understand it you want to strengthen their strengths, play on those, and help them with their weaknesses. Because I have some weaknesses that I wish people would have helped me with when I was younger. Because now that I'm an adult, it's a lot harsher than if I had parents who would have helped me uh, with these weaknesses. Well, I'll never be able to overcome all of them because, again... It's just a natural tendency of my personality. But with your children, you want to celebrate those strengths. If their strength is compliance and that they are easygoing, celebrate that. They're the peacemaker. They're not going to, like I said, they may not make the honor roll every time. That's okay because that's how God made them. And so the biggest thing, understand yourself. So you can help understand your children. This is a very little bit. That's all we have time for. I'm going to show you um, the books that I took most of this stuff from. This is Kevin Lehman. And if you've ever read any of his, he also does a whole teaching. He has a book called The Birth Order Book that is hilarious. You would really like it. Dr. Kevin Lehman, L-E-M-A-N. This one's called Becoming the Parent God Wants You to Be. I didn't agree with everything because he doesn't really. He says the rod is the last. That's probably the biggest thing I didn't agree with. He said use it as the last option, spanking. Um, but he has great information in this. But birth order, if you're the oldest, if you're the middle or you're the youngest, that goes along with the personalities. The other thing, this is amazing. And it, you, it, you can buy it on Amazon. It's called Different Children, Different Needs. And it's by a man named Charles F. Boyd, B-O-Y-D. This book tells you if you're an I personality and your child is a C, here's the things you need to do. 
It gives you, I, I couldn't even begin. Today I got a little overwhelmed trying to figure out what I was going to, what information I was going to give you. It has such good information. It's uh, different children, different needs. Charles F. Boyd, B-O-Y-D. This book is where I got mainly the stuff about discipline with the rod. Stormy's brother and his wife actually wrote this years ago. We have these in the office. It's called Guarantee Your Child Success. We have these. I think they're $7. If you want to buy one, you can uh, stop by the office. These two you can get on Amazon or at Mardell. Um, but these are great things. You guys are great parents because you've taken the time. You've put the time in. And I'm believing God and praying for you that you guys are going to be a success. I know we're done. We will do parenting again at some point. I love you guys. Y'all go pick up your kids.